Good afternoon and welcome to Sokala Duma Radio. My name is Shane Matsoyane, bringing you yet another episode of the weekend special. Today we speak to Supersport United CEO Stan Matthews. We also have some preview of the MTN8 semi-finals happening this weekend, where Mamelodi Sundowns will be taking on their cross rivals, Supersport United. There's another semi-final fixture between Polokwane City and Highlands Park at the Peter Mokaba Stadium tomorrow at 3. It is 30th August 2019. And this is the weekend special. Sokala Duma Radio. On the line, we are joined by the CEO of Supersport United, Mr. Stan Matthews. Mr. Stan, welcome and thank you very much for joining us on SL Radio. Thanks, thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. By uh, Supersport United standards, the team didn't have a very good 2018-19 season. Over the years, the club have been known as the team that wins silverware season in, season out. How would you sum up the previous season of the team? Uh, we weren't that disappointed. I mean, obviously, losing in the MTN final was a disappointment. We were the holders and we wanted to retain it. But, you know, hats off to Cape Town City. And we're a solid top six finish in Caetano's very first season as a head coach. So we actually uh, were quietly pleased with the way the season went. Obviously, we would have loved to have won a trophy. But, you know, realistically, uh, you know, we've been punching above our weight. Mm. And there's no way we would be putting um, unnecessary pressure on the coach and the squad, especially last year when we, we blooded a, a few youngsters and uh, consolidated a, a little bit in terms of the team. So last season, actually, we were quietly pleased with one eye to the season to see how we could perform. So uh, the second season is always the real test for a, a head coach. And mm. um, that's going to be Caetano's test. And, you know, so far, and he started quite nicely. Yeah, and obviously things have changed this season. Um, some new faces were brought into the team. You are also in the semi-finals of the M10-8 and doing pretty well in the league. Uh, the good start also the management of the club were hoping for, I believe. Yeah, look, it's only the start of the season, so you can't get uh, too excited about stuff. And, you know, we dropped points against Chiefs that in the end we, we could have stolen all three mm. and we walked away with one. So in a way we can feel a little bit grumpy about those two points because it's not often you get a, a shot from 12 yards to, mm. to take the point against Chiefs in injury time. But okay, um, that's what it was. we there and um, we've got Sundowns, Chiefs, Pirates and Barocco away. Mm. So to come through those fixtures um, with seven points, I think we're happy. And to be in the semi-finals after beating a very good Vitz team, the Sundowns uh, game is a free hit for us because I think we've only won two of our last 11 against them. And mm. um, the expectation, I, I guess, from betting fraternity would be that uh, <laughs> they're overwhelming favourites. So mm. uh, we've got nothing to lose and um, we've got a good spirit in the camp. So um, I don't think that there's a more motivated bunch of boys uh, who want to go out and um, turn Sundowns over and, and get to our third final in a row. Mr. Matthews, the departure of a midfielder like Uyayeli Cholenyane will obviously leave any team with a lot of stretching of the head. Many people would expect the team to make a top big name signing after releasing a player like Uli Cholenyane. Um, will the team be making any signing as a replacement for Yeye? No, I think I made it very clear even two seasons ago that um, 
part of the reason of retaining Yeye for the extra year because um, you know he's a, a fantastic influence to the players around him, and mm. I felt that um, he would add tremendous value to the likes of Jamie Weber mm. and Sipan Bouli mm. and Tabojo Mokwena. And I think that um, you're seeing that now. You know, from our point of view, it's not easy to let a player like Yehye go mm. with all his experience and his ability and, and his influence in the dressing room. And the fact that, you know, we have a vision for him to, you know, potentially be coaching in our academy structure down the line. Mm. Um, so it wasn't an easy thing, but he still wanted to play. Mm. And we felt as a club, our time had come now mm. to give the youngsters a, a run and to float game time you know, if, if, instead of uh, 1,500 or 1,900 minutes going mm. to Yeye, it's much better for our football club for 950 minutes to go to Sipon Bule mm. and 950 minutes to go to Jamie Weber mm. and to Bochum Aquinas of the world. Those are assets for the future. Those are assets that we will be able to uh, transfer in the future, either to Europe or locally for big money. Whereas, you know, Yeye is in his mid-30s, no return on investment. Unfortunately, you know, it's also business and, and you have to look at the reality of the situation. And that was that it was time for New Year's to be born. And uh, we think in Tipo and Bully and Tabojo Mokwena and mm. Jamie Weber, mm. we've got th- uh, three potential years. So, you know, clogging up a space uh, in, in that area, we just felt we didn't want to do. So, you know, that's the rotation of the squad. We're in that situation now where we have to look ahead to players like Bashira. You know, we can't expect him to carry on being our first choice left back forever. So we're already in that process of looking now what we can bring in in January mm. to make some shuffles for, for next year. And we've got that evolutionary approach with the club as opposed to what you see out there with teams signing 8, 9, 10, 11 players. Mm. Um, we, we've brought in really uh, Gabuza Mahachi Kalinga. It, it's not been uh, a, a, a very big transfer window for us mm-hmm. because we've been planning some of the changeover of personnel for the past two seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about uh, Gabuza and Mahachi, I mean, the team made those two shock signings a few weeks ago. Uh, I'd say a shock because not many people expected the moves. How did those moves come about, Mr. Matthews? Mahachi is someone we've always been interested in. When he first came to the country, we were one of the clubs that was trying to sign him and we missed out. He's a player that we've liked and um, from our side, we wanted to beef up the wide areas. That's why we've gone for Kalinga and Mahachi so that we can use Evans Riziki as a striker uh, when we need to and as a wide player when we need to. And now, instead of being kind of a one-trick pony team, mm. having to play um, 4-3-3, we can also play 4-4-2 mm. and mix it up a little bit. So we wanted to add wide players. And, you know, Mahachi didn't get a lot of game time at Pirates. Mm. And as I say, he's, he's a nice age, 27, and a player that, that we've liked for a long time. In Kabuza, you know, uh, the type of striker that we've always liked. I mean, mm. if you go back to the time when we won the three league championships, sure. we... We had a Glenn Salmon playing up front for us, and um, we've had Mamani Yang playing up front for us. A uh, hold-up type of Busley striker. Uh, we've had Kingston and Carster in the past. Last year, Makupu came in and added a, a lot of value to us in the second half of the season. So we wanted to get a South African strong hold-up striker, and Gabuza kind of ticked those boxes. And even though he has had a couple of challenges at Pirates, his mm-hmm. attitude, his work rate, and his ability, uh, you know, something that we thought could add value to the club. So they were pretty easy signings in a way uh, for us. Kalinga's been at us before. Yeah. 
and um, we know him and, and, and his character and the type of player that he is. So to give him a chance was also something that we're happy to do. You know, that's that's where we've sat. So we, we haven't gone for big sweeping squad changes. And uh, I don't think that we're going to be that kind of club that you're going to see uh, 8, 9, 10 shuffle out of us. Mm. Um, we, we'll be two or three a window um, and gradually tweak the squad. Those uh, two signings, uh, Ukabuza and Mahachi, came with a lot of talk, uh, with a lot of rumours uh, bundling around. And there were even talks that Pirates were going to get a player in return from Supersport United. And the name Brett Robla was mentioned. Uh, were the signings of Gabuza and Mahachi straight sales signings from Pirates to Supersport? Yes, they were straight sales and there was nothing going the other way. And Pirates have expressed interest in, in Bradley in, in the past. Mm. It's not something that we would rule out for the future, I've always said to Bradley, he's been with us a long time. Mm. He's probably not got many moves left. He's in his 30s. Mm. But, you know, we've sat patiently for a long time mm. through many, many Bradley injuries. And um, the board felt that, you know, we've still got unfinished business with Bradley. We need to win a, at least another trophy with him. Mm. You know, if he can help us, as he's been doing now, to, to win another trophy, then... Um, if a, a big move comes along for him down the line with sufficient time for us to be able to replace him, mm. that's also important. You know, uh, we went into preseason just with Bradley. Mm. I feel like our other striker from last year yeah. gone to Vitt. Makupu gone back to Vitt. Mm. Uh, uh, James Keane, uh, you know, contract not renewed. So, you know, we were seriously staring down the barrel of one striker at, mm. at that time before we got Kabuza. Mm. And even now, um, we, we, we're thin up front. So it's not that we're a club that can just cut Bradley loose and then mm. scratch our heads where we're going to get a striking option. But I think if if we can go on and, and win the MTN or the Telcom and, and a big move comes along for Bradley and we can line up a... Uh, um, you know, an appropriate replacement. Uh, we haven't ruled out a, a, a move for, for Bradley. And I think, you know, we, we want to be fair with all our players, mm. give them targets. And um, we did that with, with Jeremy. And although it didn't really work out so well for him, mm. um, you know, the same principle applies um, for, for Bradley. Though he's still got three years left in his contract with us. Uh, so it's not that we looking to move Bradley by any means. Uh, we're just as likely to extend Bradley as to sell him. But uh, we have given him an undertaking that uh, if a very big money move comes in for him um, and we and we you know can't match those numbers, mm. that uh, we would potentially look to to see to let him uh, you know earn one big move. But you know that's uh, that's all speculation and mm. hypothetical and down the line. Mm. Right now he's he's really happy he's in a great space. Mm. He's scoring goals. He's in the national team. You know, I don't think that uh, you know a move is is anywhere near Bradley's head. I think he wants to help us win the mm. MTN and and do well in the league and um, and then let life take care of itself. Um, so, so far, there hasn't been any big money offer for Bradley Robler from any team to Supersport United? No. No. And even if there was, we wouldn't sell him now because I can't replace him now. That's, uh, <laughs> wow. So, you, you know what I mean? Mm. If I'm going to line up a sale of Bradley, it's going to be done well in advance, mm. uh, giving me at least, you know, three, four months mm. to be able to know what type of striker we're what type of resources will I have to mm. go and replace Bradley? Mm. Mm. I'm not just, we can't just let go of Bradley 
And I say, how am I going to replace him and what's it going to cost? Mm. So those are all the kind of calculations that we would do um, before the board would give me a mandate to say, right, this is the price that we would have to sell Bradley for. Mm. And who's happy to pay that price and, and where's Bradley happy to go? And as I say, the likelihood of all of those discussions is that Bradley stays and sees out his career at Supersport and, you know, stays on at the club. He's been with us a long time. And mm. uh, we've known him since he was a young lad at Platinum Stars and Silver Stars. Um, and um, he's doing well with us and he's happy with us. So, um, you know, we don't try to get caught up too much in mm. all the media speculation. Mm. The, the principles are the same for all players. It includes Modiba, Mokwena, they must help us win things. And when the time's right and the moves are right, right for them and right for us, then, um, you know, we've shown, I think, with more than 20 players currently playing in the PSL at the highest, highest level, seven or eight of them at sundown, mm. that we're prepared to release players when the time's right. But we, we won't have players talk their way out of our club. They're going to play their way out. And mm. that is through effort, application, good professional attitude on and off the field, and most important of all, helping us win trophies. Mm. And if the players do that, and good things come along for them in their lives, they deserve it. And, um, and and we're all there for moves first to Europe because we feel that that's the potential uh, of where some of our players should be playing. And Aubrey Modiba should be playing in Europe, mm. not worrying if he's going to become another Aubrey and Boma mm. uh, at Mamalodi Sunda, uh, you know, or another Jeremy Brocky, or 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 okay, we, the list is endless. Mm. So why should we want Aubrey Modiba to go anywhere except Europe and play at his highest level. Mm. That's what he wants. That's what we want. A local sale is always a second option. Mm. You know, mm. when we sold the, the likes of Dane Clayton and, 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 and Kermit and, and all those players locally, it was after they had not made overseas moves. Mm. And, um, you know, for us, players like Mbuli, Mokwena and, and Modiba have got potential to play in in Europe. Mm. So we're not really concerned at all about selling them in the local market um, unless they go to Europe a couple of times and they don't make it. Mm. Um, but they've got a great attitude and they've helped us win things. Then why shouldn't they uh, be able to, uh, you know, double and triple their earnings elsewhere mm. when they've been through that process? Mm. But we can't have players coming to our club and one season later, they want to double and triple their earnings and it's like, you know, we're just a stepladder for players and we're not building anything as a football club. Mm. Our players like Ronwin Williams, who's been loyal to us since he was 12 years old. Mm. He's been at our club since he's 12 years old. He wants to see the club bringing in players, holding on to players, uh, it, it, bringing in good players and holding on to the best ones we've got. Mm. And we're not going to be able to build a club and have a sustainable club, a strong club, if every time, uh, you, you know, one of our rich brothers comes along and sees a player that they like, and they want to just come and pluck them from us after one season or one game, or uh, you know, we, we're not. Our, our purpose as a football club is not to be a scouting platform mm. uh, uh, for our city uh, uh, brothers or anybody else in the, in the league. We, we're trying to build a football club. We're trying to have a good football club that our, our shareholders, our fans, all of us at the football club, our sponsors, we can be proud of. That's mm. what we want. So. We, we're not just a vegetable shop where people can come and pluck the best uh, fruit every uh, season, um, you know, because um, they feel that those players should be playing in a different jersey. One player that I want to talk about now is Aubrey Modiba. Is his situation the same at the club as uh, Brendan Robler? Yeah, just what I've said to you now. Um, Aubrey 
has a, an international buyout clause in his contract. Mm. And that was designed specifically for the purpose that we all want Aubrey to go and play in Europe because that's what his talent deserves. Mm. And that's what he has the ability to do. And he's a young guy. Of t- he's 24 years old. He's got the world at his feet. He's far from being at his best. Mm. Um, and, and even before being at his best, uh, you know, look at his achievements already in terms of goals and assists. Mm. Uh, uh, over the past two seasons. So mm. Aubrey's got a lot of gas left in him. Mm. He needs to step up and deliver the performances we believe he can. Mm. He's capable of 10 goals, 10 assists. Uh, uh, when Aubrey squeezes those 10 goals and 10 assists out of himself, please believe me, he will be in the national team. Mm. And please believe me, he will be going to Europe on a, on a very reasonable buyout clause. Wow. But um, we're not going to have Aubrey with three years left of his contract with us. Mm. And, by the way, on his third contract, uh, you know, Aubrey joined us through two and a half seasons ago. He's already had two new contracts in mm. front of him. Mm. And, um, you know, he's got three years left on his current contract. We're in no rush to sell Aubrey. And, um, and we're not going to sell him locally. So his targets are to go overseas. He knows the pathway to, to, to get there. Very simple. Score goals, make goals, get into the national team. Once Aubrey's in the national team, there's no way on earth that a European club isn't going to come in and take him out on a very reasonable buyout that he has. And um, and that's what we want, even if that amount is half what we could get in the local market. There was talk of Aubrey Modiba um, being rumoured to be wanted by Mamelodi Sundowns, your rivals, which you just called now your big, rich brothers. Uh, there were even talks <laughs> of uh, Supersport United uh, being uh, interested in the same. They're not just my big, rich brothers. Uh, they, <laughs> they, um, they're my rich, successful brothers, and uh, they deserve all their success. I don't begrudge it at all. Mm. But it, 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 it isn't good when it comes to disrupt mm. our club. Mm. I've got a player that has three years left on his contract. Mm. I don't think that he should be interfered with. Mm, mm, mm. And were Supersport United interested in the services of Ulaki Mohomi from Sundowns at any stage? Yes, uh, we still are. Um, but, you know, um, we're not going to be trading. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, we're not going to be trading one of our stellar assets for players that have been sitting on the bench for two years. So if we could get Lucky out on a reasonable basis, mm. we made an effort, we failed. Mm. So we've had to move on. But, you know, Lucky is somebody that, uh, that was on our radar. Sundowns have made it very clear, mm. uh, you know, if I'm not going to trade them players, mm. um, then they're not releasing players to me. Mm. And I respect that. Mm. Um, and I've moved on. Mm. Um, I just wish it was, uh, you know, reciprocal because um, we need to have uh, respect for one another mm. and, um, and, and our players who are under contract. So mm. they've said no. Mm. So we've closed the door. Uh, you know, we're not sending lucky uh, SMSs every day. Tabo Mnyamani. There were rumors of him being linked with uh, the new boys, uh, Stellenbosch. Uh, there were also some strong links with him moving to Pirates at some stage. Um, how is his situation at the club? Tabo struggled a lot with injuries over the past two years. Two years ago in the MTN final, mm. he he scored um, the goal that you know got us back in uh, mm. when we won it. And um, he got injured in that game. Mm. And since then, he's had a really, really bad time with injuries. Mm. He hasn't been able to be himself. Um, so you've seen in the game time, it's dried up. Uh, there was, there has been interest from Tabo, but we, we haven't had, we've had one approach from Stellenbosch. Mm. Um, but, uh, you know, to be honest, they couldn't uh, afford his wages. Mm. And um, he's not a player that we 
you know, we uh, you know desperate to just get rid of. Um, if he if he finds his form um, where he was before, he's one of the best players in the country. So we want to give him a chance to to try and and be back at his best. He's been in the squad for the last three games, mm. and hopefully, when he gets his opportunity, he takes it. Um, you know, he is a player that has been unsettled because of his injuries, and we'll have to see how that progresses during the year and uh, where we go from there. Wow. Mr. Matthews, thank you very much uh, for taking your time and speaking to us here on SL Radio. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. All the best, Shane. Sokala Duma Radio. The CEO of Supersport United making it clear about the club's position on star striker Bradley Schrobler and fullback Aubrey Modiba. Well, we also have some preview of the game between Mamelodi Sundowns and Supersport United, which is going to be played at Lucas Moripa Stadium on Sunday at 3. Both coaches attended the MTN8 press conference at the PSL's head office in Houghton yesterday. And first up, we've got the coach of the home team, which is Supersport United, Caetano Tembo. The coach speaks about the readiness for this semi-final clash against Sundowns and how they are planning to manage the game at home against Sundowns. It's going to be quite uh, difficult, you know. We just came off a very tough game against, you know, Baroka, which took a lot, you know, from the players. So we used today, probably tomorrow, to try and recover, you know, so that we have enough energy. Uh, players are, should be prepared for the MTN8 against, you know, Sundowns. It's a game which we know that is played over two legs, so uh, we we'll need to manage the game. Especially in the first leg, we're playing at home, uh, where we don't need to concede. You know, probably also get a goal or two. But the main thing is for us to, to manage the game and get a good result, which will give us an opportunity in the second leg. He also talks about the importance of the MTN8 trophy at SuperSport United, the possibility of playing three MTN8 finals in three consecutive seasons, and how SuperSport has changed their approach since their opening game against Sundowns earlier this month. Our attitude and my attitude is always to do well in each and every game we should play. Uh, but uh, on a personal level, I think I would want you know to to win something for the club because I think I've got a good group of players are put together, a bunch of good players, good professionals, and I think they also deserve you know to win something. And this cup gives us an opportunity you know to do that. We've been into the final for the past three years and uh, we've won it uh, once and lost it twice, I think. So again, another opportunity for us to win it, and only. It starts with a game against on uh, Sundowns on Sunday. And I think that's very important for us to really focus on that game, put out a performance which will give us an opportunity, you know, to get into the final. Coach Dembo also highlighted the importance of having star striker Bradley Hrobla injury-free and how glad he is that the team didn't sell him to Orlando Pirates. The coach also spoke fondly about midfielder Dean Furman and how he has been the spine of the team since he joined the team a few seasons ago. The first game was always going to be difficult, you know, because of game time, because it was our first competitive game. Sometimes we have a good start, sometimes we have a bad start, but what was important for me in that game, it was the performance, the attitude towards the game uh, from the players, the fitness levels of the players. And we could build from that performance, you know, going into the next game, and that's what we've been doing. It's always, there's a, there's always going to be a progression in terms of our performances. And if you look at that, from that game, a lot of players have also come into play. We've used quite a number of players in terms of managing the squad. And we're still early days. Uh, young players coming in as well, doing the business. Sometimes they realize that you play one game, 
And the next game, you're, you're on the base. And next game, you're not even playing a part. And always try and keep them on their toes so that they're always, you know, motivated, knowing that when they work well, they do well, they're always going to get an opportunity. In terms of our structure, we always knew that uh, Bradley is a very important, you know, part because uh, he's got the qualities which we look for. He's one player we're not going to let go. The previous seasons, I think, his head has been hampered by, you know, injuries. Fully fit Bradley is one of the, you know, top strikers in the country. You can see now he's had a very good start. You know, all we can do is to try and make keep him, you know, fit, uh, manage him properly so that he doesn't, you know, get injuries. But he looks in good condition, and uh, that's what motivates me because I know he plays a huge role in our in our attacking structure. In each and every structure, you need a spine, and uh, uh, Dean Clayton Bradley. Runway, you know, that's the spine of our of our structure, and it's easy for us, you know, to just fit in the rest of the puzzle because we've got the spine, we've got the structure. That's why sometimes we don't really go out and uh, sign players or bring players, you know, just for the sake of bringing players because we know we've got the spine, we've got the structure. We just need to bring the right players around our structure. That's why it's easy for our young players to come in and perform you know, the way they are performing because they are learning from the best. And uh, we, we're privileged, you know, to have a player like him as, as a captain and would want also to, you know, keep him a little bit longer for, you know, at the club. And lastly, the coach speaks about how he's managed to keep youngsters like Sipombule grounded over the years and how he gradually introduced him into the team with the likes of Obrimotiba and Tebuho Mukwena. It's always difficult, but uh, it's, it's, it's not only about me managing them, but it's also us in the club, the senior players which we have as well, because young players need to realise that you're always as good as your last game. And that's the message we always you know, pass to them. You know, Sipo, everyone has been talking you know, about Sipo, but people don't realise that Sipo has been in our structure for the past three years. He's played in the Confed Cup, he's even scored against TP Mazembe. And uh, only now, He's coming out of his shell, he's, he's a little bit, came back a little bit mature, mature uh, more consistent. And when we see that there is something wrong with the player or the youngster, we try and withdraw him a little bit, you know, so that we, we give him a little bit time for him to focus on himself. On, on, him, on, on himself. And uh, Jamie as well, Jamie has been around, Jones has been around, Tebza has been around, Aubrey has been around. There's quite a few youngsters, we've got another one, centre back, Luke Flares as well. They're all youngsters, but uh, you've got to have the right environment around them. You create an environment which is suitable for youngsters to come in there and learn. A learning, learning environment and also a disciplined environment, but you've got to have the right players, the right you know, senior players around them who they can learn from. And now we move on and hear from Mamelodi Sundowns coach Pizzo Mosimane and skipper Trompo Kekana. Coach Pizzo talks about facing their informed rival Supersport United, saying they showed resilience when they beat both Orlando Pires and Vitves Vez 3-0 respectively, and how coach Caetano Tembo has done well for Supersport United so far this season. Playing a very tough opponent, it's local derby. It's never easy to play a team on form, a team that shows that uh, they have resistance against us, they have resistance against Orlando Pirates, they showed resistance against the Chiefs. They're a strong team, but um, we hope we do well because it's an away game for us. 
if you can score on an away game, you know, it will give us an advantage, but also we should not concede goals. So we don't have to be too emotional about the first game because we still have a chance to correct in the second game. But at the same time, sometimes you need to take the game earlier than waiting for the second game. Yeah, Kaitan has done well in the team. They work hard. They found a good balance uh, in their team with uh, Dean Fairman and uh, the young Mbole in the midfield. But good strikers, Kambuza is on form, scoring goals. Kroma uh, is on form, scoring goals. Um, Rusik is also making the team. Kuda is good. Grant is a little bit stable. Bongani is, is there with uh, Clinton at centre-back and uh, Zimbabwe at left-back. And the goalkeeper is good, is on top four. So probably that's the team they play, but you never know. They, they've been good. But we haven't done bad goals for ourselves. I think uh, we're averaging two goals per game now. If we just can keep consistent, uh, could be good. No, tough game. Club captain Tlompokekana also chipped in with a few words and spoke about what is expected against Matsasansa and that they know the strengths of Supersport United. Yeah, I think we're very fresh uh, coming from that match. In our minds, we know very well what is expected from us and what we have to do to, to really, really win the match on, on Sunday. We know the, their strength um, and we know uh, that uh, Kabuza and Hopla are on top form at the moment. They scoring goals, so it's a two-leg match uh, where we can be naive and try to do something that we've never done before. We just have to try and, and make sure that we play our normal game and at the same time, not forgetting that we still have the second day. Mosimane also spoke highly of star midfielder Temba Zwane and how important he has been for the team this season. The coach also reveals what Zwane told him at the beginning of the season. We're lucky to have uh, important players popping up in matches because our team is not based on one person. Yeah, she's, he started well, he's playing well. This year he said he wants to score more goals and he said he wants to be also be a player of the year of some, or something, you know. And he's, he's put that, he's put a good shift even last year. But uh, I think he was rewarded by being nominated. Because for me, once you're nominated, it means you're already a winner or you've already won. That's why you're nominated. And he was he was top goal scorer last year of of KF Champions League as a winner. That really shows that uh, um, he scores a lot of goals and um, he's, he's, he's doing exceptionally well. We just hope we don't lose him uh, with injuries because we've got a lot of this. The rise of new youngster Keletso Mahalwa has left coach Pizzo with nothing but praise for the youngster. The coach talks about the hard work that Mahalwa has put in since pre-season at the club. Pizzo also talks about the brilliance of Musalibusa since he joined Masandawana. Keletso had a very good pre-season when we had the nine players out of the pre-season when we were preparing. It was a blessing in disguise for me also to, to, see, to see what we have in the back and uh, he, he prepared very well. I thought we would take him out on a loan again. But uh, the way he, he worked so hard and, and scored goals in the preseason made me change my mind. And I told him when we were in week two to say, I said if he keeps going the way he was going, he will stay and compete and not go out on a loan. And uh, he did exactly that and we kept him. He was like a, a super sub for us. Whenever he came on, he, he turned it on. But we don't have him now, you know. And I think yesterday you could see that in the last... 15-20 minutes. We needed Keletso to, to come up there, or we needed the Pakamani to come up because at one stage uh, Bloom Celtic was playing, that defense was pushing high up, and there was a lot of space behind that, behind that we could exploit. But we we didn't have the legs that much to can do that. Yeah, um, Mosa Busa 
Yeah. I think he competes with uh, Tyson in Bafana. He competes with Butcher. His scores goals are stable. He's not slow. He's, he combats well. He brings all the balls up. He brings them back. I mean, with the headers, he's never panicky. He passes well. So I think, um, and he's got the right age. I think um, probably with this second, we look at it different. I think he competes with Tyson and Butcher, and he has played big games now. He's played Champions League with us. He went to Ali with us. He went to Midat with us. He didn't play small games, he played big games. And we bring these youngsters because we tell them that when you come to us, you, you will win trophies and you'll play big games. And same as uh, Riva, Rivaldo, Lebo, Pakamani, come and win trophies with us. And uh, we have given them that. And here, the coach talks about how he wants to win the MTN8, the importance of the CAF Champions League and why the NetBank Cup is his favourite cup competition. You've got to respect the teams and, and their ambitions. Supersport says they want to win the league. You've got to respect that. So don't even look at the cup on the I know Supersport is a cup team because I started this cup team with Supersport United. Um, yeah, until Gav, Gav, Gav came in and then you won the, the league, which he raised the bar a little bit higher. Um, yeah, and Champions League, Supersport has always played Champions League. I was there playing Champions League in group stages a long time. But um, yeah, everybody's got objectives, you know. Marion Dobbs says he's winning the league. Why not? Gavin Hunt says he's winning the league, he said it openly. So we should we should respect that. Even Barocca said it. <laughs> no, they did. Why not? They are right. We want to win the league also. You know? Pirates hasn't said they want never said that. Uh, until they say they want to win the league, maybe they will win it. You know. We want to win top eight. Um, if you don't want to win top eight, we won't play the, the way we play when we play top eight. It's just deluding us this cup. We don't know what's wrong with this cup. But I knew the reasons behind before, uh, why. But uh, hopefully this time we can have it in the pocket. I like the NetBank. The NetBank is my favorite cup. Because look where Dance Manasela is now. National agenda. It's beautiful. So I like the NetBank cup. I'm not saying I don't like MTN8. Please don't misquote me. I like it because I said it's value for money. And lastly, Coach Pizzo is asked about the vacant Bafana Bafana coaching job, why he will never go back and coach Bafana again, and how grateful he is about his time at Safa during the FIFA World Cup as assistant coach and head coach thereafter. I've done Bafana. I had my share. I was there five years. I've benefited a lot at Safa. What was not nice is the way it happened when they sent me. I don't believe a coach who plays two years and lose two games should be fired. And was said to be fired by a taxi owner. And was said to be fired by a priest. And was said to be fired by, by a chief, a traditional chief. So I even begged them when they fired me. I said, don't fire me. I've got a lot to offer. I know what I'm doing. I said, I need to prepare the team properly. Let's see who we have abroad. Severo abroad. Kemet Erasmus abroad. Andile Jari abroad. The young one. Taylor Klassen. Abroad the young, young generation that came from the under-23s that came from Serami. And because we were drawing and drawing and drawing, those, those people are the ones who are responsible to hire and fire. Do they understand? They don't understand. I mean, what do they do Monday to Friday to can decide on a football matter? They, they don't have the, the ability. It's unbelievable. So I was sad and, and I begged them. I said, no, leave me. I know what I'm doing. Give, give me a chance. I've got more. So do I want to be in that situation again? Because that situation is still the same. I don't want to be there. 
You know, I'm a happy Sundowns. I've got my Champions League, which is my Cup of Nations. I got my World Cup, which is my World Cup. I went to Japan, I was with the captain. Unbelievable experience. And we're playing our qualifiers every time. So we are happy. I'm happy at Sundowns. I'm loved at Sundowns. And that was the coach of Mamelodi Sundowns, Pito Musimane, and his club captain, Shompo Kekana. And now we have come to the end of the weekend special. But please don't forget to grab your copy of the Sokala Duma newspaper for just four rand. There are two very exciting and mouth-watering interviews that you don't want to miss out. There's Mpoma Kola chatting with our editor, Vianney Joni. In this interview, Bibo opens up about his time at Paris and how he felt leaving the Buccaneers. And another interview is with former Kaiser Chiefs striker Gustavo Payas. The striker talks to the legendary Masebe Pena where there's a headline that reads, Solinas lied to me. Now go there and grab your copy of Sokala Duma at all leading retail stores, your bus stations, your taxi rank and at some local spaza shop. Well, we have come to the end of the episode. From myself, Shane Matsoyane and my producer Simon Streller, have a wonderful weekend. Sokala Duma Radio. Sokala Duma Radio.